finish off this year, but I pray that let's finish it in a beautiful way. Don't complain how the year has turned out, you know, how unexpected things have happened and all that. You know, one thing that we understand in our life is in, a, the, in the life of God's children, every single season is orchestrated by God himself. Are you with me? Are you with me? Every season is orchestrated by God. Every season, no matter what pain, what struggle, what, what betrayal, what loss of life, loss of job, what environment you might be in. But every season of our life, you know, understand God is taking us through. Your wilderness was still on schedule by God Almighty. 40 years, you know, the Israelites were wandering through, 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 through the wilderness. But in the scriptures, according to Deuteronomy, it had us to wonders and God led them through because they were not ready enough to get their promised land. Then God led them through. But can I tell you, sometimes a dark environment of our life is also on the schedule of heaven. And that's why for the next couple of weeks here at Zion Church, I want to preach and take our church into a journey stated as on schedule. On schedule. Now, if you could see a sermon series that, you know, God put in my heart while I was taking a, a, a road trip with my entire family to Florida. We were on an entire family. Our family joined together and, you know, we thought, you know, let's do a, 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 a mini vacation during the pandemic. And we drove to Florida. And on my way there, now if you have ever driven with me, in the car, you know, I don't like to talk much. I'm like, okay, if I have a destination, if it's a long drive, if I have a destination, I just want to get to my destination. And nothing in between should stop me. And I don't like a lot of bathroom breaks. I don't like a lot of, uh, 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 you know, uh, restaurant breaks. And something about, you know, traveling with family is, and especially with Anisha, right? Every one hour, somebody is hungry. Every two hours, somebody wants to go to the bathroom. Come on, somebody. And if you all have any time, and do I have some supporters in this house? You know, we all have those people within us who always want to check out, who always want to break, and you know, every one hour, every two hours, just to stop for single things, you know. But let's understand when we make a schedule for a vacation, for a trip, we put on together the areas where we want to stop, the, the, the mileage of our car, we calculate where we should be, you know, stopping by to, uh, you know, put gas in our car, and we drive, we can continue to drive and and we have to understand in life's journey and situation too oftentimes you know we have to see and navigate that God puts us on a schedule God puts us on a schedule and I know there are a lot of people here you made a schedule for your day like morning two hours I want to be with my church family and then some of us are going back to work right from here you join your work and then you have your schedule for the next eight hours at work you come back home and you have your schedules and our life functions on on the schedules we make but we also try to put God in our schedule right a finite mind tries to put an infinite God in, 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 in our schedule. You know, the God of the creation, the God who owns everything. Where he does not reside in our time zone. He is out of our time zone. And we as a church, we as families, brothers and sisters, no matter what you're going through in life, season and journey, but understand God is not in our time, but we are in His time. For generation to generation, ages to ages, he enthrones, he is on the throne, the king and the orchestrator of our life, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And that's why 
we got to know that we are on schedule. We are on schedule. And everything in our life that you and me, we are going through that season of loneliness and emptiness and darkness and, and betrayal and people just walking out and walking away. That season that you don't like, that wilderness environment that you don't like. Brother, sister, I just want to get you attention to the scriptures here. You are on schedule. Put on the chat if you can. Let everybody around you know that you are on schedule. I am on schedule by heaven and when I I am on schedule by, nobody can mess up that schedule. Because I am on schedule by heaven. I'm on schedule by heaven. But here's this thing. If you have, uh, I see a lot of dads in this house and you have taken a lot of vacation with your family. And when you do so, one of the things that you constantly, you might have heard. And uh, 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 this is something that I heard from my son. And that's where I thought about this entire sermon series. So all through my trip, I was kind of, you know, thinking. And Anisha was like, what are you thinking about? Are you not spending time with us? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm spending time. But also I think God is talking to me through the environment that I am in. I'm just kidding there. But, you know, one of the things that my son was talking to me at that moment, one of the things that my son was helping me understand, and he was constantly nagging me and my journey from the backseat and all of us are backseat drivers. How many backseat drivers do we have? That, you know, I mean, I, when I was growing up, you know, in Bangalore, whenever we drive, you know, my mom is a backseat driver. That, I mean, we have all these moms, you know, on the online platform. So if you agree with me, moms are like, you know, even though they don't see the car coming, they're like, go slow, go slow, apply brake. Even if the car is like two miles away, mom is like, hit the brake now. And if, you, if she can, she will control the brakes from there. You have no idea how my life was driving with my mom. I love you, mom, if you're watching. But I, my, bro, my, my son, Josiah, was constantly asking me this one question. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I'm sure a lot of our parents here, you might have heard this from your children as well. And I'm like, I, 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 I try to look at, um, you know, learn it from my friends. And they're like, Pastor, this, this, is all, this is all in the family. I think whenever you take a journey with your family, they are constantly going to ask you this question. And I'm like, okay, that gave me an assurance. I'm like, is my son only impatient or is there anybody else? You know, are we there yet? We started our journey. And I mean, even if we start our journey from home to church, it's only like 12 miles, uh, 20 minutes. But in that 20 minutes, you know, he would ask this question almost like 100 times, are we there yet? Are we there? Just think about it. We are on a drive to Florida. It's like 12 straight hours. And this guy starts the question, just when we left our garage, are we there yet? I'm like, boy, you don't understand. It takes a lot of driving to get to this place. But he's like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And at one point, we recorded it. And, and, I, and I maybe put it on my stories to let you know we didn't have the facility to put it across today in today's platform. But he's like, are we there yet? Are we that I'm like, can you go to sleep? Can you go to sleep? When we are there yet, we will wake you up. When we reach our destination, we will wake you up. And I'm like, okay, can he just sleep? Anisha, you know, tried to put him to sleep, but he's so excited he did not. And for the next hour or so, he kept nagging us. He kept nagging us. And sometimes God speaks to us even in the midst of that chaos. 
And he gave me this word that he said, when I'm back at church this season in December, preach to my people the importance of patience. The value of patience in his time. Teach me, teach my children, teach my congregation. Now, as a father of this house, as a pastor of this house, as a shepherd of this house, God has given me this word to teach to all of us. We learn through life circumstances. Are we constantly asking, are we there yet? I see everybody else happy. I see everybody else having their blessings. I see everybody else making good money. I see everybody else having a good relationship and family and all that. Where am I? What am I doing? doing brother sister learn to trust in the timing of God he does not fit in your timing we need to understand to rely on the timing of heaven today and when we do that you see the big picture that God is bringing the broken puzzle pieces together hallelujah come on church I am on schedule I am on schedule. Put on the chat if you could help me. Are we there yet? <laughs> are we there yet? Yes, we are. We are. Number one, the first thing that I want to mention here is the, your, your, your journey is as important as the destination. You might have heard this before as well. Your journey is as important as your destination. And I got my first point to preach from, this con from the conversation I had with my wife, Anisha. I'm on this journey and I'm like thinking about the sermon I need to preach and, and, and in the church that I'm leaving behind and my families and all that in through our vacation and through our driving to Florida. And my wife asked, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? And after that, she, she said, shared, she shared the first point to my sermon today and I thought about it. Your destination is important to you but the journey is as important as the destination is. A lot of our church, listen, a lot of us, we are heavenly minded. We want to get to the other shore, but nobody wants to die. We want to get to heaven. We all want to know. We want to sing that song. We want to sing that song. We want to get to the other shore. We want to go to heaven. We want to be there, right? We want to be there. But understand, your journey is as important as your destination. We oftentimes focus about heaven. We want to get there somehow. But don't forget that God has placed you in this world. You have a relationship. You have a job. You have a mandate. You have a commission that God has provided in your life. And your journey is important. Hallelujah. In the life of the children of Israel, of course, they set out to get into the promised land. A land flowing with milk and honey. And they just want to get to this place because they thought everything was going to be good. But hey, can I tell you, your 40 years in the wilderness was also the plan of God. Hallelujah. We like the promise, but we hate the process. Abraham liked the promise. Oh, you're going to give me a son? I am so fired up. He looked at Sarah and he said, hey baby, God gave us a promise. We're going to have children all over the world. Our descendants are going to be rulers. But boy, he had to wait until he was 100 years old. 
But can I tell you, the one who has given us the promise has not forgotten about you. Just because you think you are in a season of denial, you are in a season of emptiness and darkness, God has not forgotten you. If there is a promise, there is a process. Trust the process and the timing of God. Trust the process of God. And that's why your, your, your journey is as important as your destination. We have a lot of people. You misinterpret the life God has given you. You're so heavily focused that you are of no earthly value. Can I repeat it for the hearly impaired? You're of so heavenly focus that you are of no earthly value. What, does, what gives you value to your earthly life? The family that is around. The people God has given you. Your friends. Your relationships. The areas God has placed you. Brother, sister, understand. These are places where God wants you to influence. These are places where God has placed you in the schedule of heaven. So that you understand that this is the season for me to shine the light of his glory number one the journey is as important as the destination let's read a scripture here ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 is a beautiful scripture that we will see mostly on wedding cards and invitation on 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 an engagement or some celebration that is going on somebody graduate and they show they throw a graduation party and 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 you see that scripture portion there ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 he says he has made everything beautiful in his time not your time not my time not the church's time not the time of trump or biden whoever you win or support you know uh, uh, the political situation here but you do nobody else's time nobody else's time bible says it is beautiful in whose time in his time in god's timing and that's where we're missing the point here. Rely. Try to trust on the process. Try to trust on the timing of heaven. Brother, you might be going through a season where you think like, you know, I'm applying for a loan. It's not coming through. I'm applying for a job. It's not coming through. I'm applying for a school. It's not coming through. I'm applying for a lot of, you know, uh, uh, relationships and friendships. I'm trying to connect with. Nothing is working out. But brother, sister, you are on the schedule of heaven. Trust in the timing. Trust in the process. And I believe at the right time, it will come through. Hallelujah. In his time, he makes everything beautiful. Hallelujah. If you are on watching us online or turn to your neighbor right now, just pat them on the shoulder, encourage them right now, give them a fish bump, punch them uh, with a holy punch and uh, let them know you are beautiful in God's timing. You're made beautiful in the timing of heaven. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in human heart. Listen to that. Set eternity in human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to end. We try to navigate and understand the timing of God. It doesn't make sense to us. He can make a hundred-year-old grandpa to give birth. 
He can, he can select anybody, anybody, you know, a young leader to come up and take and uproot nations and kingdoms. He can do anything with anybody. Can I also tell you one of the first miracles of Jesus in the New Testament was changing water into wine. We all read that story, right? Changing water into wine. Can I tell you a wine is better when it is aged properly. Like for example, a 25-year-old wine is more expensive than a one-year-old wine. When Jesus turned water into wine, he just stepped into the reality of heaven. He said, hey, water, you were in the spans of my hands even before I created. So when you bring the water, you're bringing the water. But when you are bringing the water, I am the God of immediate action. No matter how long, how delayed your process might look like. But when you get this water to me, I'm going to make it better. It's going to age like it's never. It's going to age more than the years you have lived. And it will taste better. The years that you have lost, the, the days, the months you have lost. God says, I can change it all around. Just give me seconds and I will do it. Trust in the timing of heaven. He makes all things beautiful in its timing. The next thing I want to make sure that we all understand here is, understand, God never makes mistakes. Is that not true? Like, you know, God, God never makes a mistake. Some of us are thinking, you know, I made a mistake marrying this person. No, you did not. God did not make a mistake giving that person in your life. You are making a mistake by treating that person any lower than what God has given into your life. Hallelujah. God never makes mistakes. It's us. He brings people together. Sometimes you might like, you know what? I, 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 a lot of people know I like to spend. I, I, I like to spend. That's, that's, that's how I am. I like to spend. My wife, Anisha, does not like to spend. I like to go to Target and she likes to go to Dollar Tree. Come on, somebody. But I am thankful in the equation of marriage and relationship God has brought us together. If not, I will spend away and we have nothing to save. Last year, because we started intentionally saving some money, we were like, we will, we will knock off these loans right now, our student loans, our bank loans, and everything. And we were intentional. Why? Because I'm thankful for a wife who joined together in relationship. You know, be happy with the person you are with. Be happy for the parents you are with. Be happy when they call you at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. Son, where are you? Daughter, where are you? Because you thank, be thankful that you have somebody to call and ask and check on you. There are so many who don't. Hallelujah. Trust in the time. God never makes any mistakes. Understand the place that you are in, the position that you are in, He never makes a mistake. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? God never makes a mistake. He never makes any mistakes. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. 
is the promise that God gave Abraham. But when he gave the promise, he also gave the process. The process was just developing his potential. The process is developing who he was so that he can be what God has actually created him to be. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7 is the scripture that I want to tag along for the next couple of minutes. It says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under law to redeem those who were under the law. Galatians chapter 4 is where I'm reading right now, 4 to 7, and it says verse 6, and, 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 because, and, and, and because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are, and you can tell, so I am no longer a slave, but I am a son and the heir through God Almighty. And that's the promise he has given me. I was a slave to sin and to the world. But with the redeeming work of Jesus, I am on schedule. And I am there with my Jesus right now, stating that I'm no longer a slave, but a son and daughter of the living, almighty, powerful God. Know your worth. Who you are. He's developing you. Understand that the truth of the matter here is trusting in the process of God. Even when it does not look like it, trust in the process and the timing of heaven. He makes everything better in his timing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the butterfly is a caterpillar in the cocoon. No, the cocoon is not yet what it is, but there is a process. One fine day, the cocoon would say, the caterpillar in the cocoon would say, you know what, I am coming out. I have outgrown my potential. I have outgrown my limitation. My time is right now to put on my wings to fly and let the world know, you know, I was created not to be in the cocoon forever. I was created not be a caterpillar forever, but I was created to fly. And in his time, you will take flight in Jesus' name. What are your dead hopes, hopes that look like you are in a cocoon right now? What are your dead hopes that makes you look like you are a caterpillar of no worth right now? But can I tell you, the caterpillar has to go through the process to become what God has created it to become. I am here to help you understand in the name of Jesus, your business, your education, your relationship, your family. No matter where you are, it might look like a, 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 the stages of being inside wrapped up. In, in, inside a cocoon, wrapped up inside and, and look like an, an insignificant, a caterpillar. But it is a process. There is a process to it. Hallelujah. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of women. You know, Bible often, you know, when we read through God's scriptures, in the fullness of time or in the perfection of time, Jesus was born in this world. What is the fullness of time? When, when everything needed and longed for a savior. When the whole creation longed for a savior, Christ was born in this picture. This entire month is a month of celebration because Jesus is here. Jesus is born. 
And we sing that songs. We, we are on a Christmas celebration mode right now. Our houses are all lighted up. And probably by next week, we'll have a lot of our, our Christmas stuff come back on our stage inside our church sanctuary. We will decor this place up because this is the season to celebrate and know that Christ is alive. If he promised he would come back 2,000 years ago, he is promised to come back again. And we know he is still on the schedule. One of the things that I understand in the scriptures and according to God's word, that listen, when Jesus was talking to his disciples and his brothers, we all know that Jesus was actually, you know, there were times that Jesus was prophesying about his death and about his resurrection. And one of the things that Jesus was mentioning to his disciples is like, if you put a seed under the ground, right under the ground, the seed is on schedule. It looks like the seed is empty, void, nothing good is going to happen with the seed. It looks like the seed is of no significance. God was not talking about his lady's finger, okra at that time. He was talking about himself and his future. That if you try to kill this body, my body is on schedule. I will come back to life within three days. Can I tell you something? Your life may look insignificant like that seed. I don't know what is that seed that is in your life, in your heart today. It could be a business venture. It could be an education. It could be a relationship that you're pursuing. It could be any sort of hope that you have in your life. It could be wrapped up in, in a form of a very insignificant seed. But can I tell you, when you sow the seed under the ground, there is something in the seed and, and that will push the seed to break the outer uh, uh, the shell and to come out and produce life on the outside in its due timing. It does not happen overnight, but the process is taking place. There is a time and season. And that's why Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 helps us understand God makes everything beautiful in its time. Hallelujah. You take a seed and you put it under the ground. It takes time. It takes time. And that's why Jesus in the Bible was saying, you know what? Romans and you Jewish people, you will kill me. You want to kill me? You kill me. But can I tell you, you might kill me today, but I am on schedule by heaven. And on the third day, I am going to kick the doors that you have shut before me. I'm going to wrap myself up in the body of resurrection. I'm going to walk right outside because God is resurrecting me today. Hallelujah. What are your dead hopes that looks like it's dead? It, there's no life in it. Can I tell you, your hope is the seed God has provided in your life. Your hope for tomorrow. Your hope for a better life. Your hope for a better future. And that's what God has provided in your life. Trust in the timing of heaven. God never makes any, what's the word? Mistakes. God never makes any mistakes. And that's where I want to take your attention to. It's a story that I came across. Once a dog and an elephant had a conversation. The dog and elephant became pregnant at the same time. The dog became pregnant and within three months, the dog gave birth to, to, to the first litter and around 10, 10 to 12 puppies. And, and, and uh, after three months, uh, the dog became pregnant again. And uh, 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 the dog gave birth to another litter. And after three months, the dog became pregnant again. And there's another litter. So uh, 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 the dog is pregnant every three, four months. And the dog is giving birth as usual. That's what dogs would do. They're giving birth. 
right? But here's the, uh, uh, after 12 months, after 16 months, the dog came back. The dog came back to uh, the elephant and started having a conversation and said, you know what, elephant, what's going on? You said that you were pregnant when I was pregnant. We be both became pregnant at the same time. You know what, in the last few years, in the last few months, I have given birth to a lot of babies. And my babies have grown up and they are giving birth to more babies. You know, my generation is just growing and increasing and we're taking over this land. But you know what? The elephant looked at the dog and said, you silly dog, you don't understand. I don't have a puppy growing in me. I have an elephant baby growing in me. I give birth only once in two years. But when my kid drops to the ground, the ground recognizes. When my kid crosses the road, you know, the people will stand outside to watch in, 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 and, 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 and clap and cheer because my kid is, 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 is of high value. I might take just once in two years. I might take just once in four years can I tell you when my kid drops to the ground people will recognize it's no ordinary child there's no ordinary promise there's no ordinary hope what I have been given by God is coming and it's on schedule it's on schedule hallelujah I have parents all the time. You know, Pastor, I, I see my son is not spiritual as that guy. My daughter is not spiritual. Can I tell you, Mom, Dad, hold on. Pray for your children. You don't know how God will change the life of people around. Hallelujah. I have seen so many people who have been written off by churches, written off by uncles and aunties, written off by parents. They said that he wasn't going to work in the world. He wasn't going to work in your promise is on schedule by heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. To everything there is a season. For everything there is a season. You don't change it. Everybody who's around me, my friends, know that I am the least productive when it is winter time. I wish I can hibernate. And wake back up during summertime. I am the most active person. My wife calls, calls me sometimes, sometimes, okay? She calls me, you're like a sunflower. Because when, if I see the sun outside, it's like a good day to work hard. If I don't see the sun outside, I just want to sleep cozy, get, have coffee on the bed and just relax. Take it easy. But if I see the sun outside, I'm hardworking. I want to get and finish. I like to see. And that helps even while we were driving too. You know, right now it's around 5.30, 6 o'clock. You see, you can drive more, no more because it is so dark outside. But if it is a summertime, you have the sun still outside till 9, 9.30 on a Texas highway. And you're like constantly, you can keep going. You can cover as much as you can. But listen, listen, no matter what an environment we are in, to everything in life, there is a season. There is a time for you to cry. Those who... So in tears will reap the harvest 
enjoy. There is a season God has given in our life. A season to mourn. A season to cry. A season in despair. A season in confusion. A season where we have lost everything. But can I tell you, you will no longer and not always be in that season. There is a perfect season by heaven when you will radiate the glory of the risen Jesus. His light shines in you. Hallelujah. There is a season for everything. Everything. I like a song in, in Hindi that came out. Uh, 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 my, one of my friends was singing and he said, Mera time aega. If you follow Hindi, you would say, Mera time. Mera time aega. Mera time aega. I know it looks like, you know, my time has not yet come. It looks like everybody else is having fun. It looks like everybody else is having their hopes fulfilled. But can I tell you, my time is coming. Because I am in schedule. I am on schedule. By, my time is coming. Put it on the chat right now if you believe with me. My time is coming. If you can type in Hindi, you know, tag Ranveer Singh there and say, Mera time aega. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. To everything in life, there is a season. A time for every matter or purpose under heaven. You have a purpose. You have a hope. God has a timing scheduled in your life. Can I have the worship team behind me? Listen, sometimes we're very quick to compare ourselves with others. That's why I want to bring your attention to it. Don't be jealous on someone else's harvest season when you are in your sowing season. Don't be jealous on someone else's harvest season when you are in your sowing season. Brother, sister, all you got to know is you have been through or they have been through a sowing season. What you sow is what you reap. What you sow, you cannot sow here and reap something. Wherever you sow is where you are going to reap. Hallelujah. What you sow is what you're going to reap. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous of someone else's harvest time. When you are in your sowing season. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I went into the backyard of one of our uncles. I love seeing his backyard. Perfectly. All the garden was all arranged. His uncle has, you know, he has extra skills. You know, he said, Pastor, Pavakya don't avriyana. Vendakya ivriyana. Takkali apparthana. You know, uh, you know, what else was this? Tapioca, kappa was this side. You know, he like arranged every nook and corner, you know, of his backyard in order. Labeled everything. I loved it. And I walked out and I say, you know what, uncle? I am glad you are in your harvest season. I have not yet sowed. When I sow and I walk into my backyard, I can see my harvest and be happy for that. What you sow, my friend? What are you sowing today? Are you sowing in tears? Can I tell you? It might look like you are in pain. It might look like you are all by yourself. It might look like there is no help in your life at all. But can I tell you your sowing season will come to an end and at the right timing of God, there is going to be a harvest time in your life. Hallelujah. Believe that. There is a harvest time in your life. There is. There is. It looks a lot empty. But there are times and seasons when I walk inside the sanctuary to just pray over every chair. 
there are time and season. We did it many times within our within our neighborhood in Dallas and around. We drove around for a prayer drive. Why do we do that? Because I don't see the wind. ഞാൻ കാറ്റിനെ കാണുന്നില്ല മഴയെ കാണുന്നില്ല പക്ഷെ എന്നോട് ദൈവം പറഞ്ഞു കുരിച്ചോളാൻ വേണ്ടി ഗോഡ് ആസ് മീ ടു ഡിഗ് ദ ഗ്രൗണ്ട് ആൻഡ് ഐ ആം ഡൂയിങ് വാട്ട് ഗോഡ് ഇസ് ആസ്ക് മീ ടു ഡു ഐ ആം ഇൻ ദി സീസൺ ഓഫ് സോയിങ് ബട്ട് ഐ നോ ഐ വിൽ സോ വിൻ ടിയേഴ്സ് ബട്ട് ഐ ഗോട്ട് എ റീപ് ഇൻ ജോയ് മൈ ഹാർവെസ്റ്റ് ടൈം ഇസ് സ്കെഡ്യൂൾ മൈ ഹാർവെസ്റ്റ് സീസൺ ഇസ് സ്കെഡ്യൂൾ ബൈ ഹെവൻ ഡോണ്ട് ബി ജെലസ് ഓഫ് സമൺ എൽസസ് ഹാർവെസ്റ്റ് സീസൺ വെൻ യു ആർ ഇൻ യുവർ സോയിങ് സീസൺ my time will come mera time aayega ende samayam varunu ende samayam varunu ennalte naan prakashithamagum my time is coming waiting time listen la last thing i want to share and after that we going to go into a time of praise and worship the last thing i want to share here is your waiting time is not a wasted time a lot of us think that you know what i'm waiting for the presence of god i'm waiting for a beautiful partner that i could have in my life i am waiting but in your waiting time he's developing you in your waiting time he's he's, he's giving you some skills that you have to practice he's he's preparing you he's preparing your life your waiting time is not wasted time some of us are waiting for a door to be open in our life some of us are really Can I can I have this camera pen on me Royal's camera pen on me I'm going to go right into that door right now so the families can see you know some of us are waiting for a door to be open in our life we are waiting kartave na prarthika 21 dosam 40 dosam ee vaadile enikku vendi thurakkaname ee madile idichu maaraname we pray but understand before this door is open for you before this door is open for you praise him in the hallway praise him when you are waiting for the door to be open just don't say you know what i'm waiting for the door to be open and just walk away but praise him in the hallway when you're waiting for the door to be right now is the season can we all rise up in god's house can we all rise up together on the online no matter where you are let us worship god surrender ourselves waiting time is not wasted time he's developing you he's preparing you he's strengthening you is giving you training you some skills that you need you are going to win in your life in Jesus name your waiting time is not wasted time god is developing some people and i believe i don't just want to preach a 30 minute message and walk out but i am praying and i am dreaming a generation or a talamore brendelkum i am praying a generation of jesus lovers jesus warriors will rise up intercessors prayer warriors will rise up it may look like they are of no use it may look like your children are of no use but i am here to declare we are on schedule hallelujah I am on schedule by heaven. I am on schedule by heaven today. My business is on schedule by heaven today. My education is on schedule by heaven today. I know I am in a place of no worth, but I'm going to fly. I am developed in my dark season. He's developing me. He's developing me. I declare every eye closed. Every eye closed. Let us worship our Savior today. Wasting, waiting time is no wasted time. I will sing. I will rejoice. I will prepare for my potential in the process. Can we sing a song and worship Jesus right now?